You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your favorite loose cannons on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Follow us on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. My God, I think my co-host just went viral yesterday for his Arizona Cardinals remaining offseason wish list. Alex, without shooting too much from the hip here, maybe fill in the listeners, you loose cannon, you. I mean, I, I have been called a gunslinger before, even though I, I, don't, even though I don't really like that, um, like that analogy or the, the cliché. So just quickly before, because we have so much to talk about. Yeah. Like this is our, We're on the clock pick, right now. We're on the clock. Yeah. Our pick at 16 is out. And I'll let Bo talk about that in a minute. This quick wish list, Bo, and I'm surprised it got as much traction as it did. One through six, corner, wide receiver, new uniforms, offensive <laughs> coordinator, offensive line depth, and Larry Fitzgerald's decision. I think I put that perfectly with the, with the new uniforms right in the middle because, as people would mention, new uniforms is number one. Well, are new uniforms going to stop De- uh, Devontae Adams? Are they going to stop Justin Jefferson? No. So shut it. The Cardinals need to get a corner, if not two, and then we'll talk about the rest. Yeah, we're going to get into our pick at 16th overall. It was pretty heavily criticized on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. If you want to hear it, go listen to it today, wherever you find podcasts. Um, here's what I'll say about the new uniforms. I mean, I don't care what they look like out there. At the end of the day, if they're wearing potato sacks for uniforms and they're making the playoffs and they're contending, I'll take that. I, I, I do. I'll stand by. I, I think that, and you, and you see it across the NFL when teams do have new duds, they usually promote it. There's usually like, hey, something's coming. The Bengals did it. You know, the Patriots, the Chargers, they all did it last off season. So I would imagine that if there were some new uniforms in the works that they would create some sort of hype train to jump aboard before they unveil them. So I don't think 2021 is the year that we're going to see the Arizona Cardinals in new threads. Probably not. And we need as many storylines that continue in perpetuity as possible. So that's good for us that they're not putting them out yet. I mean, when it comes down to it, most NFL uniforms are ugly. Like if you just look at NFL uniforms, NFL jerseys and color schemes without anybody wearing them, they're ugly. But it depends on the player. It depends on, you know, the stadium, what the stadium color schemes like. It depends on if the, the teams are good or not. Like the Browns jerseys look better because they're good now. And they've done three different schemes, it seems like, over the last 10 years. And now these, oh, these are sick. Yeah, because you have number 13 wearing them. You have number 24 wearing them. You've got Miles Garrett. You have 95. Like, yeah, they're sexier when they're good. The Patriots jerseys look like crap. But because Tom Brady wore number 12 for 20 years, they were looked at as jerseys that people feared. It's usually who's inside the jersey, not the jersey itself. Having said that, the Cardinals jerseys are still the worst of the worst. Did you hear the the bunch of bull crap that the people who designed the Bengals' new uniforms, which they're just like all seven from last year, there's not – that big of a difference. I, I think it's a it's a minor upgrade, but they said yeah. that the Nike designers watched real Bengal tigers to get a sense of how they should design the stripes. I like, love that job. Just go burn a pile of money. 
I mean, what an absolute just wait. If somebody told me that, if we're sitting there in a, in a conference room or now Zoom meetings or whatever, and they're saying we're going to observe Bengal Tigers, if I'm if I'm Mike Brown from the Bengals and I'm calling this, the shots, I'm like, okay, I'm hanging up. Th- this is too much. Like this guy, yeah. this is not the guy. So now there, there's one way I would do that is if David Attenborough from old or our planet fame, yeah, would narrate watching the Bengals do it. I'd be in for that. <laughs> Because I want him to narrate my life. Well, it's, uh, when, when, yeah. it's cool when it's a Bengal tiger, when it's when it's a cardinal, and you've got old <laughs> David Attenborough, and he's just talking about how a cardinal is just sitting there chirping on a branch. There's not much to it. Picking true. worms out of the ground and doing whatever a cardinal does. Uh, it's I, I don't know what David Attenborough, I don't think there's much to it. There's not much juice. No. Uh, Cardinals do not belong in Arizona. That'll be his thing, and be like, "Cool, thank you." End of episode. It's the majestic cardinal <laughs> sitting on a branch. That's not British. It's, Whatever that. That's of, not British. Whatever. He he kind of sounds like Winnie the Pooh mixed with like a, a Morgan Freeman type voice. I don't know. I'll digress. So we're on the board. The ultimate mock draft, 2021. You had to wait 15 picks. It's funny when you hear throughout the draft, you know, should they trade up? Look, everybody, every host in the Locked On Draft, uh, Locked On NFL Network tried to trade in this draft outside of maybe one, two, and three. Every host was like, hey, anybody want a deal? It got so bad that people were like, okay, if somebody wants to trade for your pick, they'll reach out to you, bud. Let you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, it, it just became, okay, nobody wants to deal here. And uh, Alex and I, we had the stick and pick. Despite our want to maybe add some draft capital, the way that the draft board kind of materialized, you had the two top corners fall off the board. J.C. Horn, he goes to, uh, I believe, Denver, and then Patrick Patrick Sertain Jr. goes to the Dallas Cowboys. So the Arizona Cardinals are set with uh, with trying to figure out, do they take a different position group? Do they take an edge rusher, potentially? Uh, do they take a guy like Jalen Phillips? Do they look at Gregory Rousseau? Do they? Uh, w- which direction do they go, or do they fill their biggest need? And we talked to uh, Paige Demakos of the Draft Network yesterday, and she she emphasized the need at corner, and it really is looking like that wide receiver room from a couple years ago, where it's just empty, and you just got to get somebody, you got to get talent at the position. So now we're looking at Greg Newsom and Caleb Farley as your options at corner. Yeah. But I mean, the, uh, the, the whole, the little twinge to it was that Michael Parsons was still available. He was. So this is something like, and I, I talked about this. I, I reached out on Twitter a couple of days ago about this. And Bo and I've talked about this when mock drafts go rogue. Cause it really, it's a computer simulation. So like, if you're doing a mock draft on the draft network, which I suggest you do do a hundred of them. They're so fun. But if, Justin Fields is still there at 14 or 15. It's like, well, chances are, or like Kyle Pitts is still there at 16, 17, 18. It's like, let's start over. Let's let's do something that has a better chance of happening. I'm not actually taking a dig at you for for that mock draft, believe it or not. But with with the locked on NFL mock draft, everything was going to plan. There's a really good chance that Micah Parsons drops depending on if people look at his off-the-field antics um, and not diminishing the, the allegations that were against him at the, end of the 2020, at the end of 2020. But there's a chance that arguably the best defensive player in the draft could be there at 16 for the Cardinals. And then you have to decide, do you go position of need? Because they didn't 
go position of need last year in the draft with the offensive line. So this is kind of a snowball from that in different positions. Or do you take arguably the best defender in the draft? We decided to take the best corner on the board. And Bo, I know that you you uh, we both got flack for the pick. Nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. Nobody right. knows if Caleb Farley's back is going to be good or not. Anybody's next play in the NFL could be their last play. That's the nature of the NFL. So you go by the tape, you go by the measurables, and you kind of try to put it together, and everybody's guessing. We're all weathermen at this point, weather women and weathermen. So you just take what you think is the best at that position at 16, and that's what we did. We'll tell you exactly who the pick is in the ultimate mock draft. It's coming up next. It's Bo, it's Alex, it's Locked On Cardinals. Follow along at Locked On AZ Cards. You may be waiting to hear who we picked 16th overall for the Arizona Cardinals in the 2021 NFL Draft, but there is our number one draft pick, our top pick for our protein bar choice. It's Built Bar. And if you haven't tried Built Bar, once you do, life gets a lot tastier. No doubt about it. It's a protein bar unlike any other. It's like healthy, tasty, those worlds collide. And the best tasting Built Bar of all the Built Bars, the Coconut Brownie Chunk, it's back and available to order right now. So do yourself a service. Go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your next order. If you want to get the coconut brownie chunk, you could do that. If you want to try 18 of their incredible flavors, a mix box, I recommend doing that as well. Because the bars, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Locked 15 gets you 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. That's locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Odyssey, A U D A C Y. Or, of course, wherever you find your podcast. The Ultimate Mock Draft is live. Alex and I are on the clock in today's episode. We're the second last team to go in today's episode. Uh, right before your boy Q in Locked On Raiders is on the clock. And sandwiched in between uh, our guy from Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate, who took Mac Jones. He takes the quarterback at 15th overall. So we're set there. We're set. You said Micah Parsons was still on the board. And then we're looking at a couple cornerbacks because the two top corners, as of right now, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain went in the top 10. So we're looking at Caleb Farley and Greg Newsom the second out of Northwestern. The guy on third and fourth down, you, you pointed this statistic out a couple weeks ago, and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty eye-popping. A zero quarterback rating on third and fourth down playing in the Big Ten. Now, as far as Caleb Farley, we know that there's the red flag as far as the medicals, the back surgery, had the back procedure done, um, but he also had, as far as just on every down, when quarterbacks threw his way in 2019, the last season he played for the Hokies, it was a it was a quarterback rating of 26. Pretty impressive playing in the ACC. Um, we went with Caleb Farley. We took the 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 as far as the potential elite corner in the NFL potential. In Caleb Farley, I think that Newsom has a has the is a, is a starter at the NFL level, but he's not star caliber 
and Caleb Farley certainly is that. I don't care what the red flags are. He's been medically cleared, whatever that means. I know it's not a knee, which has become more routine as far as uh, being able to come back from the back a little bit more finicky than any of you know whatever you have cut into. It, it's it's not an exact uh, surgery, so I understand the red flags. We were we were kind of criticized for taking that taking that leap of faith and in, in taking making that bold move, Alex. Yeah, uh, it's hard to pick at sixteen. You got to nail it. I mean, there's again, it's like drafting twelve or drafting ninth in your or eighth in your fantasy football draft. A lot of a lot of the decisions are made for you. Um, with Caleb Farley, at least, so hypothetically speaking, if it doesn't work with him, injuries, otherwise, at least the Cardinals address the need and they just missed. It's better to address the need and miss than pass on a need to miss somewhere else, like what they did last year. Isaiah Simmons, we'll see. I mean, it's still incomplete. You know, we don't have a grade on him yet, but they missed on the position of need last year to draft a, a talent, and if the Cardinals draft Caleb Farley at 16 and he ends up three or four years sputtering out or he ends up being a B-minus or C-plus non-first-round caliber corner, I'd, that's much easier to stomach than if they just pass on corner altogether and draft Najee Harris or a wide receiver. Like, if Kadarius Tony, like, if they get a stick up there, Keister, to draft him there, like, drafting a corner is a win the outcome would be fantastic if it was a positive one, but at least Steve Kime would look at himself in the mirror and be like, huh, I actually drafted a position of need where I was supposed to. Yeah, there are a couple of things that, that really irked me as far as the podcast today, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2020, where one, we were kind of portrayed as these people that, that don't think, we don't think, but we shoot first, right? Or we, we shoot first and then ask questions later. And that's not the case. This is one that we've been thinking about for a long time. And we've seen how the draft dominoes and how they've shifted and how they fell as far as this mock draft was concerned. Um, and Caleb Farley was there for, for the Cardinals to pick up. Us knowing and talking about this on a daily basis and not having the perspective from somebody that is looking from the outside, very far outside, as far as the, maybe even on the East Coast, that doesn't follow the Cardinals every day and know that, hey, this is the absolute glaring need for this team, for this roster. It's not, it's not, uh, first priority isn't playmaker. First priority isn't offensive line. Steve Kime has actually tried to set himself up. If you just look at his offseason moves, that he's tried to set himself up to where he doesn't have to address the offensive line in the first round. So the, Caleb Farley has Pro Bowl potential. And people are scared off from his medicals. He falls in your lap at 16th overall. The Cardinals are infamous for not playing their first rounders. Now, I know that they need corner help right away. But if you play the waiting game with Caleb Farley, and I don't think it's that long, just hearing what his medicals are and that he's been cleared, um, it would be a home run for the Arizona Cardinals, potentially. It, it would be, that's when you're at 16, you're right. You have to be a little bold because it's those they're not as slam dunk prospects as the top ten guys are. And Caleb Farley could very well if let me ask you let me just set it up this way: if Caleb Farley, if his back procedure is fine and he recovers, in in year two is the best corner of the draft, you take that right? Yeah, 
I mean, I was just looking as you were saying that. I normally don't pay attention to you, so I was just I was hoping that I'd be able to look this up by the time that you were done. Our boy Trevor Sikama, that for my money, him and Benjamin Solak, the Lock On NFL Draft podcast are great. The Draft dudes are great, awesome. Uh, Joe Marino and, and Kyle Krabs. The Draft Network does a great job. In August of 2020, his way too early mock draft had the Giants at four overall. Obviously, because the records it was it's projected records as well. Had Caleb Farley going fourth overall. So that's where things have shifted. The medical, like, yes, obviously. Well, if, if a player gets hurt with a debilitating injury, obviously he's going to drop in the draft, obviously. But he was looked at as the fourth or fifth best player in the draft by people that I trust. And if you're going to have two back surgeries, fine. Him sitting out last year, you could look at it one of two ways. One, he's going to be rusty. I don't think he forgot how to play football. I'm not, I'm not sure if he forgot how to play football. Number two, you're looking at it. He's 21, but he's really 20. He has one less year of of collisions uh, again, you know, with his back, arms, legs, whatever. So you could look at that as a positive as well. Caleb Farley at one point was looked at as the best corner in the draft. So you can take the best corner on paper in the draft to Patrick Sertain. That's fine, or J.C. Horn. But if he falls to 16, yeah. And as you mentioned, you're right. Like if the Cardinals were at 20 and Caleb Farley was there, great value pick, mm -hmm. fantastic pick. But because it's four picks higher, this isn't the Richter scale where every number is 100 times higher than the next one. This is a position where the Cardinals don't have a, another pick in the first round. If you want the guy at 16, just go get him. I always drafted Jordy Nelson in the first round <laughs> by fantasy football drafts at nine because I knew he wouldn't be there in the second round. You want your guy, go get him. And I hope the Cardinals want their guy and go and get him with Caleb Farley. Now, I don't want to pick on the guy, Elliot Shore Parks, who he kind of did the analysis on the Arizona Cardinals pick that you and I made. And he's a reporter for WIP in Philadelphia. And he used this example of Sidney Jones, who is a prospect coming out of college. And he goes to Philly and he, and he points out that he was dealing with an injury as well. That, that's a terrible example. He had an Achilles injury. He tore his Achilles. We know how, I mean, we talk about backs, Achilles, especially when you're a guy that's trying to keep up in you know man coverage against these wide receivers like yeah that that's an out that's a red flag and the back is not one to just kind of scoff at I understand that but it, it, we're talking apples and oranges here Achilles is not I mean, it's a, a, a back procedure that Caleb Far Farley underwent is not tearing his Achilles yeah I mean and let's take a beat here and just over look at what we've been talking about over the last few seconds. no just this is let's serious take a beat this is what count to 10. <laughs> this is this is why people get into sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you can hear Brian Peacock and and Bo and I just uh, our crossovers twice a year are incredible. Yeah. Like because we disagree on so many things. That's why you get into sports. This is like looking at somebody's on the field stuff and not attacking personally. This is just this Bo and I do this every day. This is why people get into sports. The debates are incredible. And, you know, I'm curious, like, we'll ask Brian about what, you know, the setup for 16 and why they disagreed. Like, I'm, this is, this is why I love the Locked On Podcast Network because there's so many hosts, so many people we trust cracking a mic and talking to that we can just debate about sports. It's awesome. And this is just another one of them. Like, it's, we're, like, Bo and I started this podcast. We covered the team. We weren't, didn't have any real rooting interest. We just love sports. And the Cardinals, we lived in Phoenix, and the Cardinals are here, and that's how it started. And now it's like, 
man, like we're, we're feel entrenched with the team now, like defending decisions, some of them, um, and kind of taking the ride with them. It's, it's been a fun journey. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, you have to embrace the debate. You're right. That as far as me growing up with two brothers and, and all my buddies and all my friends and just getting into it, getting into those bar stool debates about, and it's organic. It's not this, you know, uh, contrived kind of like Skip Bayless, uh, Shannon Sharp, Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith. This is the debates that we have where we don't know. We don't know. Like, you don't know any better. Like, everybody that talked about our pick and were critical of it, they said it, it was all dressed up as the medicals. But then when they talked about Caleb Farley, the player, it, I mean, they were talking about him as a top 10 prospect. So, and, and to kind of qualify it as, I'm not a doctor. You're right. You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. And both sides of it, you don't have a definitive answer of how how this is going to impact the player at the end of the day. I'll just throw that out there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's true. Isn't that interesting, though? Top seven talent plus back injury equals 16th overall pick. And that just kind of makes sense algebra-wise. I wasn't very good at math. (laughs) Um, And also, I want to thank all of them for saying what they said because otherwise – we wouldn't be able to do two segments on it. Right. Oh, they agreed with us. Sweet. High <laughs> right. five. Who cares? Yeah. Now let's talk about jerseys again. Right. Like this is that why it's so cyclical with all this stuff. You don't want to agree with people. You want to disagree with people in this business, not just for the sake of it. Like Bo and I, before we move on to the next segment, I know we're going a little long with this. Bo and I, two years ago, March Madness, we were sitting at Zip Sports Grill um, in Old Town Scottsdale watching basketball. There were seven of us. And by the end of our two-hour thing, we were screaming at each other, (laughs) debating about stuff. And there was a dude sitting right behind us on his computer. I don't know if he was writing a story about us, but you just saw him laughing. He got up. He looked at us, tipped his head. He goes, thank you very much for that, and walked out. Like, that was it's. that's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. I can't even remember what it was about. I have no clue. Yeah, you're wrong, though, for sure. (laughs) Oh, it's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, the ultimate mock draft 2021. We're on the clock at 16. Caleb Farley was the decision that we made, we went with, and uh, we're pumped about it. I think that he would be a great pick for the Arizona Cardinals. There, uh, There's another player that I think we should discuss, and it's kind of on the opposite side of things. Uh, he, and I call him the most polarizing prospect in the entire NFL draft. We'll get into who that is. And uh, should the Arizona Cardinals, if he were to fall to them at 16, should they make a play? It's coming up. Who that is? It's next. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. So the D-backs are in full swing. They took on the Reds yesterday in a, in a game that featured snow. It was suspended due to the snow. I mean, let's not play games in the Midwest at this time of year. Let's just get everything out west or in a dome stadium. Diamondbacks shouldn't be playing in snowy conditions. You can't get any action on the weather, but you can pretty much get on action on anything else on Bet Online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Phoenix Suns gearing up for a playoff run. You like the Sunnies these days? Go to Bet Online. Even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for the news, the scores, and the odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus. You put in 10 bucks to get $5 for free to play around with. 20 gets you 10. 50 gets you 25, 100 gets you 50, and so on and so forth. Your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get that welcome bonus. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
We've been talking about it. You're probably sick of us saying it, but the NFL draft is just about a week away. You've got yourself the ultimate mock draft that's live right now. You need to tune into it. Of course, the Odyssey app, easiest way to find it. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y or wherever you get podcasts, the ultimate mock draft. Tune in to each and every pick, plus picks from teams that don't have first-rounders like our friends in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, the LA Rams. Hate to see it. Just hate to see it. They do have a bunch of picks, though. I, 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 was, I was looking at it. Uh, they, th- there are a bunch of picks to go around as far as um, the NFC West outside of the first round. But uh, w- we can talk ad nauseum about this Caleb Farley thing because I think there is, you have every right to believe that it's the wrong pick for the Arizona Cardinals. The, the medical you know, red flag is very real. But Alex and I believe it's worth the risk because of what the reward would be with a guy that's 6'2", ran a 2 point, was it 5840 or 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2, 4.2
Vance Joseph, the Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator, and what he expects from his corners, there's probably not a prospect in this draft that's better suited for that than Caleb Farley. Like, as far as scheme fit, as far as the athlete that you're getting, Caleb Farley is is VJ's dream corner. I mean, when we look at J.C. Horn, who I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, criticize the Cardinals for taking if he drops to 16 and it's close to, what, over 28% chance that that happens. He's more, a lot of people comp him to Richard Sherman, who's more of a, a scheme, uh, like more of a, a uh, what, what do we keep calling him? He's a system corner. He's not a guy that you can plug and play in, in every system and, and it's going to work out for you. He's very good. He's had a great career, probably going to be up there uh, in the conversation for a gold jacket. But Caleb Farley, as far as the prospects are concerned, He's probably the best scheme fit for Vance Joseph. Real quick before we get out of here, and we'll probably spend some time on it tomorrow because we don't have enough time to give it its due. Devontae Smith, the most polarizing player in this draft because of his lack of size. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he could find his way falling into the Cardinals' lap at 16. What are your thoughts on Devontae? Six foot, 166 pounds. Came out today. Albert Breer dropped it. Uh, was Were his measurables. Um, I want to give... A quick comparison. 166 pounds is light. Very light. It's light. I mean, I weighed that, you know, before the pandemic, probably plus 20 pounds. Um, I haven't weighed there, that for close to 20 years. Yeah, that's probably fair. It's <laughs> kind of crazy. Once I turned 20, once I turned 21, I think, uh, with the caloric intake of something that I wasn't allowed to drink before the age of 21. Um, <laughs> there's a couple names that I just want to bring real quick before we get out of here, just as a little comp, and we could talk about this more tomorrow. Antonio Brown on his during his combine out of Central Michigan, he weighed 186 pounds. Antonio Brown is one of the better, smaller wide receivers, outside wide receivers that we've seen maybe ever, but definitely over the last 10 or 15 years. Tyreek Hill is the most recent comp. Tyreek Hill weighed 185 pounds, 20 pounds more, a little shorter, 5'8, faster. We know that Tyreek Hill is a freak of nature. Steve Smith uh, was an interesting one out of Utah. He weighed 184 pounds. You can kind of tell with him. He was he's always been bulkier for for a five nine guy. Took eight Patrick Peterson's lunch his first game of his rookie season. Remember that with Cam Newton and Steve Smith on the outside. Uh, Steve Smith had two touchdowns over 100 yards in that game. 166 pounds is different. It's a different. It's it's a featherweight and not a heavyweight for smaller wide receivers. Um, he's six feet. He's not super small. I mean, he's pretty much DeAndre Hopkins height. But is that somebody you take a chance on at 16 if he was there? Just saying, you know what? He's he's look at his numbers in college. What else is he going to show you? What is he? What else is he supposed to show you that he can make it at the NFL level? Yeah, I, I think that Devonte Smith is somebody that uh, has earned being picked in the first round. Now, would I be bold enough to be the team to pick him up and take him at his you know your non traditional size? I mean, you did it with the quarterback position as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Yeah, but. Do you want to do it at the wide receiver position? Now, he would be in a role, especially in an offense that would feature DeAndre Hopkins and, uh, and A.J. Green. Keep in, I mean, keep in mind, Andy Isabella is 20 pounds heavier than Devontae Smith. Uh, as far, like, if he can, if he has the elusiveness as Kyler Murray, where he hasn't been squared up in two seasons, really, fine. But he's going to be in more harm's way, especially at the receiver position. I don't know. I just... I, I know that he could be lethal in the Cardinals' offense. Can he be utilized like he was at Alabama? I've got my reservations as far as that's concerned. If it's between Devontae Smith and a cornerback, and you, 
and it's a it's a life or death situation. I'm probably gonna die. Probably I can't make that choice. <laughs> I think they pulled the trigger. It's, very very bold of you, Bob. <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, listen, it, it, we said this with Paige yesterday, Paige Debancos. If Devontae Smith is there at sixteen, Stevie Baby's taking Devontae Smith at sixteen. Like this, that's a throw the rule book out, even though they shouldn't. Devontae Smith will be an Arizona Cardinal if he's there at 16. And if he's, and at the least, the Cardinals will field offers for Devontae Smith at 16. Like, there's no way, like, it would be doing your organization a flip the script disservice by taking a corner there if you're not at least trying to field offers or taking before choosing between Devontae Smith. And and the corner. So I don't know. I mean that that's a let's just hope it doesn't get that complicated. Even though it'd be fantastic to cover Devontae Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, and AJ Green for years to come. Yeah, just think about it. I mean, you've got Jalen Ramsey for the Rams. He's gonna cover De- DeAndre Hopkins, and then you've got matchup problems across the rest of the Cardinals offense. I mean, who's then gonna- you could beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys need a cornerback help. They put up a lot of points last year before Dak yeah. went out. They yeah. didn't win many games. No, they didn't. One and three before Dak went out. They were giving up an absurd amount of points. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Look for the tweet. We're going to throw out your three options for tomorrow's Throwdown Thursday. Tomorrow's also going to be a week away exactly from the first round of the NFL Draft. It's uh, The shows are only getting better from here. That's a promise. We've got some big shows on the way between now and the NFL Draft, including a big Throwdown Thursday tomorrow. Look for your topics that you want Alex and I to debate. Unlocked on Cardinals. Follow along at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, B O B R A C K, and at Locked on AZ Cards. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.